turquoise angel guide, Catherine M. Loud, and her variety of guests on this lesson, formerly spiritual destination. As an author and speaker about mental illness, Catherine has first-hand experience with mental and physical interaction, and how spirituality plays a part in overcoming struggles. She utilizes her skills as a psychic medium and spiritual advisor to guide others to feel invigorated and empowered to go forward in their own struggles. Listen to inspirational conversations relating to sometimes difficult emotional journeys towards self-awareness and spirituality. These journeys brought positive effects toward her guest's mental and physical health and will inspire you to take action and create a healthier and happier personal environment for yourself and those you interact with. You will get the feeling of knowing these people during these relaxing conversations and want to follow them. Now, here's your host, Catherine M. Laub. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of The Celestial Spoon, and thank you for taking the time from your busy day to spend with me and learn about my guest. And it is today, February 11th, 2019. We're still in the beginning of the year, so my prayers go out to everyone for a wonderful year and, and pray that you achieve everything that you set out to achieve. Please remember to subscribe for my podcast and share it with your friends so this way you don't miss any important information from my guests. Everyone can gain a lot of value from all my guests because I share a variety of modalities in healing, inspiration, and self-help. I am your Turquoise Angel Guide, an award-winning author and speaker, advocate for mental health, psychic and medium, and a spiritual guide, along with being a wife, mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother. The youngest one is actually only two and a half months, and we're expecting our third great-grandchild in the next couple weeks, so I'm excited about that. And I share my journey of healing and accomplishment after a suicide attempt in 2014 to inspire others to make themselves come first. Listen to their inner voice. I offer spiritual guidance to help you through your struggles. I also do psychic readings and spiritual guidance for every aspect of your life. You can check out all this information on my website, thecelestialspoon.com. We ask our spirit guides, loved ones, and angels to be present during our time together and to guide us through a wonderful conversation and help us share our visions with the world. Today, I am thrilled to be interviewing Dr. Michelle Petticolis, a national speaker and expert on the topics of loss, emotional wounding, and unresolved grief. She has a PhD in sociology and over 18 years' experience coaching people through major life challenges. She produced the award-winning three-part documentary series, Secrets of Life and Death, and leads workshops and presentations for organizations throughout Northern California. So I am actually looking forward to learning a little bit more about unresolved grief, and I'm sure a lot of you are also looking forward to that. 
So hi, Michelle. Welcome. Hi. Nice to be on your show. And thank you for being here. I'm excited because um, I look at grief most of the time as in a loss and a death, but I've never thought of it in, in other aspects in the form of grief. So I'm really looking forward to this. Great. Is there anything interesting going on in your life, Michelle? Oh, my gosh. There's always very interesting things going on in my life. So one of the things is that I live in California, northern California, and, and so uh, I've started planting some plants for food, like peas and lettuce. And, of course, it's raining, so the snails and slugs are out all trying to gobble things up. And when we put out the, um, the pellets, we're, of course, putting the correct pellets that won't kill anybody except the slugs and snails, and the towhees, the birds, come and eat them all. So, oh. And it's very expensive. Though, that, uh, what is the sluggo is very pricey. So we created little cages. I mean, this is insane, right? We have little cages around the, the seedlings and then put the uh, slug pellets in there so that the towhees can't get the slug pellets. It's hilarious, but anyway, that's what we spent the last weekend doing with uh, creating slug uh, cages. Wow. Well, we have a little bit of time before we could actually start planting anything. I'm in Long Island in New York, and our temperatures keep on varying. Um, today they're around 40, and a couple of days ago they were like 60. Last week or the week, no, two weeks ago it was like four. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so we get cold when it gets in the 30s. We say, oh, no, it's really cold out. And I, and I used to live in the East Coast, so I know, and I even lived in, in Minnesota, so I know that's complete crap. But, <laughs> uh, but you know, you, your blood gets kind of uh, lazy or something. Yep, yep, exactly. And, you know, people get sick so often now because you don't have time to adjust to each temperature it's been really yeah it's amazing. true it's they're really whipshod we're whipshod back and forth on the temperature totally yeah i was in florida a couple of weeks ago and it was only 40 degrees down there and to me oh my gosh that amazing. must have been a shock <laughs> yes i was in disney and it's like everybody was wearing their coats and scarves <laughs> oh that's yes. really depressing <laughs> yes <laughs> I was okay, though, because I'm always hot, so I was comfortable. <laughs> oh, well, good, good, good. Yes, yes, yes. I would love for you to send me a picture of those cages, and I will put it up on the website when I put your interview up there. What pages are those? The cages that you just Oh, the cages, pictures of the cages. Oh, okay, yes, sure. Yes, that sounds so much fun. <laughs> Well, I mean, they're made out of hardware cloth, but uh, I have to say my husband's really handy, and he came up with this great little um, little plan, and, and then they just, yes, I'll take pictures and I'll send them to you. That would be hysterical. Yes, I would love it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So, Michelle, as we were talking, I pulled a card from the Archangel Oracle deck, and the card reads Passion, and there's a prayer to Archangel Haniel. Trust and follow your renewed passion in your love life and career. 
And before I actually read those words, I felt like there's something shifting in your business life that I think there's a new project coming up or you just recently started a new project. Is that true? Well, it's interesting. Um, I actually have two directions to go. One is uh, I'm a member of Toastmasters, and oh, yeah. I just applied for the accredited speaker program, which is people who get paid to speak, and I'm oh, really yeah. interested in speaking in corporations about loss. And because in corporations there's, well, not just loss, but change and loss around change. And because, you know, you have a change in administration, sometimes you have a whole takeover by an organization, sometimes people are laid off, and I would really like to share some of the insights I've had around, from, from working with people around grief and loss, it expands to larger kind of loss, and the same issues come up. So that's one plan, and uh, so I'm I'm very interested in going in that direction, trying to reach more corporations and wake them up to a different way of approaching so it doesn't have to be so heartless, that they can really help people when they go through loss. Not to mention a lot of corporations are probably going through aging employees who are dealing with uh, death and loss in their families. Right. I've never even given this thought that it would be a great thing to help out corporations. I wish you a lot of luck with that because I know that um, in my direction of talking about mental illness, it's the same thing. You know, people have to experience all these things that makes them depressed and the same thing. So um, my goal is also to talk in corporations and inspire everyone to be their best and be supportive of them and teach them ways that can prevent them from getting too much grief, I guess we want to say, in this situation. Right. Well, and not to fall down that into that rabbit hole of depression. Uh-huh. And uh, a lot of times d- depression, and it, sometimes it can be chemical, but sometimes it can be a result of not being able to release the feelings. And then, then, well, and that's chemical too, when you tamp those emotions down and you aren't able to express yourself, then depression can result also. Yes, exactly. So I'm looking at the picture on the card. And this angel is holding a beautiful canister, and it comes, it's almost like a cylinder shape, and then it comes to the point on, a point on the top, and I think there's a star on the top of it. But right away, I, I, you know, my focus was brought to that because I feel that either your mother or father has passed recently, and you have an urn with their ashes. Is that true? Uh, no, uh, I don't. Um, well, um, my mother-in-law passed like almost a year and a half ago, but my parents uh, passed in 1998. Okay. Do so it's one been a while since they passed. Let me see who passed recently. A friend of mine, her mother passed. But okay. let's see, in terms of, I think we may still have a few ashes left of uh, my mother-in-law. Okay. Did you have ashes of your parents? They're in. Um, they're in a 
mausoleum, uh, okay. columbarium in okay. New Jersey. And it's interesting because this happened in 1998. They, the people, we actually asked if we could have some of the ashes, and they wouldn't let us have them. Oh, my God. Wow. Yes. <laughs> but that was 1998. They were horrified. They thought we were ghoulish. They were, oh this was God. New Jersey, and they were horrified that ah. we wanted ashes, so they didn't let us have them. Oh, my goodness. I wonder if they'd let you have any of them now. They probably would, but they would probably charge us a, you know, like a yes. big fine, uh, you know, <laughs> price for opening up the uh, the columbarium and getting in there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So um, for some reason it was meant for us to talk about your parents. So, um, you know, during the next two couple weeks, think about them and figure what message are they trying to send you right now. Okay. Because I, I feel very strong that they're watching over you, and I'm not quite getting what the message is, but you'll understand when you see or hear or feel, and you'll say, okay, that's what she was talking about. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's the main focus is on your parents, and then, as you said, the ashes that you do have is of your mother-in-law. Right. So there's there's a connection there. So mm-hmm. maybe what your parents are guarding you to is something related to something that you did with your mother-in-law in the recent past. Um, did you plan a party with her or something before she passed? Uh, no, um, it, it's, that's, that's kind of like a really tricky area and a lot of, um, family issues around the loss of my mother-in-law, um, conflict among the siblings around, uh, how they were, spent their final days. It was very sad. Uh, before she passed away, we had a really good relationship, but the sister who has the, um, Durable power of attorney uh, doesn't want anybody else to have any contact with the parents, and she's been very vigorous in making it difficult for the other siblings to have contact or have any say. So it's sad. I mean, that, that whole, and it's not unusual, because I, I, I've been working in grief and loss for years, and that's one of the biggest uh, griefs and regrets is the uh, fallout that happens among the children. Yes. when parents are aging and dying. Yes. And I know it's coming soon for me because my mother, actually she's doing very well before I talk any further, but she has had cancer for the last couple of years, and there are two overlapping blood cancers. And she had one treatment stop working, and then another one started working, and now she's on like her third or fourth treatment at the trial, and she's doing wonderful. But she's 81, and, you know, it's inevitable. Her time will be near, and there's six kids. And I'm right. sure that we will go through a lot. <laughs> yes, yes. You know? Yes. But, and and uh, who gets to call the shots can create. Yep. I mean, even if they do a good job, they're gonna, it's, there's always going to be, I mean, Yep. Maybe not always. I have to say I had some cousins who went through the loss of their father, and they were just wonderful with each other. Oh, but, that's good. But any time there is unresolved conflicts among the siblings, the death of parents 
really, or the dying of parents really brings it up. And truthfully, I was not talking to my siblings um, for like two years before my father passed, and his being in the hospital is what brought us back together and oh, being nice. civil with each other. Yeah, um, and working together with my mother, taking turns because I'm in the center of Long Island. We have to drive two hours to the city to take her to her doctor appointments, and for um, the last year and a half, and my husband does most of the driving because he's the one that has the free time. <laughs> right. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a struggle. Um, yeah. But yes. I just wanted to get back, a, a, because I'm, I'm feeling a strong pull towards this urn type thing. Okay. And I'm, I'm hearing, like I said, I'm not talking about the immediate right before she passed, but within like the five years before, you said you did have a good relationship. Oh, yes, and, yes. Right, okay, so it's partly that, and that she wants to know, she wants to tell you thank you for being there for her. That's nice. Yeah, so um, that's one of the reasons why we were drawn focus to that. And then you also said something about you You have two directions when I said new projects. So right. you shared about Toastmasters. What is the other one? Well, so the one direction is really about, is about uh, leaning out towards the corporate um, presentations and having that. The other direction is... Uh, going on Facebook and branding and doing something more um, automatic where people who are out there in the community find out about the work I do around loss and they funnel in. But, you know, I, I, it's uh, definitely a learning curve to get the Facebook ads working and the funnel and all that sort of it's more computer stuff. Uh, I like speaking, and so that's why I tend to lean towards uh, the the speaking modality. I like having contact with people, and I guess I, I you know, with the doing the Facebook, you have to get the ads written right. You have to get the language just right, and uh, and I don't know if that's the way to reach people who are dealing with loss. You know. Um, I believe that it is, but um, recently I learned that as wide as it is, my category stress resolution, that I should still find a certain niche. So I'm not quite sure how to come about that. I still haven't figured that myself, but I'm just relaying that to you to help you out. So you're, you're also looking at that kind of online advertising approach, is yes. that right? Yeah. Exactly. I've yeah, so it then it's the whole thing about, you know, oh, should I get on? And I don't know if your listeners want to hear about that, but Entreport and CMR, CRMs and funnels mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, oh, my gosh, my eyes roll up. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I have been working on it myself as a virtual assistant helping a couple people. And because I, I have done so much for my own business and know where to put things and the only thing that I'm not good with is creating the actual content exactly like you said in the right words right right so, so I so I, I met um, 
and I don't know who you who follows you or whether they want to be talking more about angels, but I met somebody who actually is very good at write, at copywriting. Okay. And uh, but he's he's pricey. He's like five hundred dollars an hour. <laughs> Wow. But if you can get somebody to write really awesome copy, it might be worth it. Yes. Because I've read some of his copy, and it's, like, very compelling, even though I'm not even in that niche. I'm like, whoa, that's really cool. Right, right, right. Um, Well, what I was going to say is my daughter is very good at writing and um, contemplating having her do some of my content for me because that's a, a, a big thing, yeah. In exchange, like this weekend, I was so excited because I had her two children with me, her nine-year-old son, Joshua, and her one-and-a-half, well, actually, in May, she'll be two, Natalie. And we had so much fun. Nice. Oh, so you have a nice little exchange. You take care of her kids, and she writes you copy. I love it. That's Yeah, yeah. So um, I really had a lot of fun. I was supposed to have Natalie today, but Vanessa was in a minor car accident on Thursday, and she didn't experience pain until Saturday when she was away. So she had to take off and go to the doctor today. Uh-huh. Okay. They can do. So I would have had Natalie again, but it's so much fun when we're together with the grandchildren. And, you know, in the respect of what we're, we're talking about with grief, no matter what grief you're going through, I really allow my grandchildren to help me pull through it. That's nice. Yes, yeah. their, their, their energy is very high vibration and that will help uh, to pull you out of it they're they're very good in that way like animals can do that to you too right right exactly oh yeah we have a large american bulldog and a tiny yorkie and they make us laugh all the time and and they know that that's their job to keep you in that better in that better space they know when you're feeling bad They're, they're the intuition of dogs is just well, and cats, too. It's just amazing. It is. It really is. So, Michelle, let's back up a little bit, and can you please give us a brief background of what you do with helping people and how you got into doing it? Yes, I'd be happy to do that. Thank you. So the way in which I describe myself is an inner game expert, and I empower women leaders and change makers to overcome their fears and emotional blocks and mental barriers so that they can step into their full authentic power and make the difference they're meant to make in this world, to live and die without regret. So how did I get into this? Well, when my parents were dying, when my mother was dying, she conveyed a powerful message to me. And that was live your passion or die with regret. And yes. it, up until that time, I had been living a very small life. I had been living the people-pleaser life. A lot of women get into this. We're, we're taught to please people. It's safe. People are nice to us. Uh, we get along. But we tend to tamp down our gifts. We don't mm-hmm. stand in our power. And when I got that transmission from my mother... It woke me up, and that's what led me to make my documentary film series. Because interestingly, I was fascinated by what this death was, that it, that it just shook me to the core. 
And so I made this documentary film series about death and loss, and that catapulted me into working with hospice and hospice support groups and then uh, working with people who struggled with grief, mainly people who get stuck, because there's a lot of free stuff out there for people who, who are just, you know, they have the garden variety grief, they just want a little support group for, you know, six weeks, and then they're fine. I'm with, I work with people who get stuck and they can't move forward. And, for example, I worked with a woman who came to me. She had been grieving the loss of her husband for 20 years. I mean, actively. She, every time she saw her son, she would burst into tears because he reminded her of her husband. Aww. And so we worked together and... She didn't have any problem anymore. It's gone. And she went through, she went to a lot of therapists, and they couldn't help her. I think because um, I've explored this myself, the therapists don't really work through it as, as detailed, I don't think, as what you're going to explain to us. I've been in therapy since 2003, and... I don't think anything ever felt resolved. Yeah. You know? What I do is I give people the tools they can use when the emotions come up. And I Mm. give them the tools to reframe their thoughts. At the core of a lot of the issues are the emotional energy that gets trapped in the body and the thoughts that keep on re-triggering the emotions. Yes. So we work on both of those. And we also call in spirit, and we also call in the support of other people. So you have to be careful, because if you call in the wrong people, they, will support the, they can support the old behavior. People can you know, get kind of stuck on where they want you to be. It's one of the problems with grief support groups is that people bond with each other, and then the only way to stay in the group is to continue to grieve. Right. And oh so that's, that's kind of like a catch-22. <laughs> yes. Wow. I never gave that thought. So interesting. Um, what kind of people? Can you explain a little bit more about that? You said you call in spirit and other people. Um, relatives that are passed? Oh, it could be relatives that are past, but we, but we are social beings. Human beings are social beings. We're wired to bond. Mm. And when we lose a significant bond, that puts us into major deficit. We're in, you know, we're in deep problem if we don't have other people to turn to. So in my program, one of the things that we focus on is who are your go-to people? And if all the only person that was like your primary person was your spouse and you lost your spouse, you need to build new bonds. You need to create new relationships or you're going to feel like you're, you know, floating out in outer space. You have no grounding. Right. Does that make sense? That makes sense. That's why I wanted you to clarify it because in my mind it was the spirits. Well, spirits are important. It's also important to have inner resilience. It's important to have both those support, both the spiritual and the real live people 
because okay. if it's all spirit, and I've worked, I worked with a client who she's just totally able to connect on that spiritual plane. But if you don't, don't operate in this three-dimensional world, it's very hard to manifest what you're meant to manifest while you're here. Mm. Yes. You have to get grounded. And, yes, and so there are some people, they're really, they're really out there in the ether, and they have a hard time getting grounded. So then I help them to get grounded, and I work with them on staying grounded. How, because you need to be able to utilize your body and your mind to create the mission you're here for. Right. So that just brought an interesting thought that this woman you were talking about for 20 years, she was grieving. How did that affect her mission in life? It, it really held her back. She was stuck. She was just totally stuck. She was afraid to go out. Her all, she moved from, I forget where she moved from, but she moved to the Bay Area to be near her son, and then her son and her grandchild and her, and her daughter-in-law were her, you know, her whole life. Well, that's a huge burden on one yes. son, yes. and it can really create uh, issues. So when I started working with her, she started taking classes at the local college. She started getting interested in, in botany and uh, plants and photography, and that's where she moved forward. Wow. So she shifted her, her focus on what she thought she was supposed to do in life and then found a new focus. Well, that's part of my program. It's, it's, a, it's a journey. And so the first part of the program is to teach people how to release the emotional energy that's, that's caused by grief and loss. What we, so many of us are taught is to tamp the, that emotion down, to hide it, to pretend it's not there, to believe yep. that if you just ignore it long enough, it'll go away. But yep. it doesn't ever go away. It's still there. And periodically, it'll get re-triggered by you know, some event. We'll just bring it up, and then you'll be just weeping like crazy. I teach people what I like to call emotional hygiene. Maybe you've heard the term emotional intelligence. Well, I like the yep. word emotional hygiene, which is regularly checking in with yourself and finding out where you're holding energy and release that energy. Hmm. So, so if something's um, upsetting you, I mean, very often we just we ignore it. We say, okay, well, I can't do anything about it, so I'll just ignore it. But that all starts to add up. And it, ha yes. it actually has a physiological effect on us. It can make us sick. There's a yes. book called um, Toxic Emotions. What's it called? Uh, about these, uh, these emotions like anger or hate or depression and what impact that has on the health of the body. Because yes. they're actually releasing chemistry into your body that, may, that can make it sick. Yes, and I can echo that with my grief, <clears throat> excuse me, had been with my ex-husband leaving me suddenly, and I had three small kids to take care of, 
and <clears throat> that's when my deep depression really started. Sure. So, yeah, <clears throat> exactly. So when certain conversations come up around him, all of a sudden my mind gets into a whirlwind and it's like, oh my God, yes, he left me and he screwed me financially and, you know, all of that stuff. And it comes back to the surface and I say to myself, why am I letting this affect me? Right. But it still does. <laughs> well, here's, here's the difference. You know, you can, you, with your mind, say, I'm not going to let this affect me. Mm-hmm. I find that it is more effective if we pause and allow the emotions around that to release, then change the story. Okay. Oftentimes we are too quick to try and ram in the new story and tamp down the emotions because we don't want to go there. But I've worked with people over and over again, and they're terrified of allowing the emotions, but I can work with somebody, and, and they let that emotion go, usually in two minutes or less, as long as they have somebody there to walk them through it and say, it's okay, I'm here with you. You're not going to fall into the pit. I'll make sure that you don't fall into a pit. Okay. I'm here for you. And, they, and, it just, and once they let it go, it's like they feel light, they feel elated, it's like, you know, you just uh, release this huge, heavy weight. Right. Okay. Um, you know, I've, I've worked with a lot of people and, and, you know, just in conversation and knowing about letting it go. But like I said, it still comes to the surface. And I do have my own tools, and I say it's not worth getting upset over now. But it's mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, I start thinking, well, can I track him down? And I have money judgments, and he's working now. Can I go get the money? And then I say, why bother? Uh-huh. <laughs> but it still, it comes up so often, you know? Right. And right. So, right. so you it, said at some point that you, would, uh, that you would invite me to work with you. I'm happy to do that if you wanted to try out one of the things that I, that I do or if later in the call, whatever you want. Yes, definitely. That would be great. Um, you know, my big thing is the, um, the mental illness itself and how it overtakes a lot of things in my life. And mm-hmm. um, I'm always having to adjust my medications. Recently, I was very depressed because of seasonal affective disorder, so I had to get the right medication for that. And, you know, it's, it's always have to change medications instead of, well, how can I work on myself and not need the medication? Yes. That, that's the ideal because oftentimes these medications have side effects. And they all do, yes. <laughs> they all do. Yep. So you had asked me about what was new in my life. Besides the plants, I, mm-hmm. my husband and I just started a brand new food regime as of two okay. weeks ago. Okay. And it's based on this book called Genius Foods. Because okay. I'm getting older. I have concerns about memory loss. My father died from Alzheimer's, and the statistics are very, very disturbing. Like 
when you reach the when a woman reaches the age of 83 she has a one in two chances of having dementia that's a very wow. stunning statistic wow and alzheimer's is one of the fastest growing uh, chronic illnesses out there it's like it, it's right through the roof wow Therefore, I'm concerned about that. So I read this book, and it's very interesting because it's, it's contrary to almost anything I ever knew about eating. Okay. And when you look at the statistics, you say, well, clearly there's probably something wrong with the way in which we've been eating. Mm-hmm. So I, we've, we've started that. And, and there is some the, some stuff about depression and the kind of foods that you eat and how the foods actually can lead to depression. Wow. Yeah. So, of course, you want to work on yourself, but you also want to give yourself all the advantages you can. Mm-hmm. So um, I just want to, because I, I want to track this as I do my interviews, um, My cholesterol has always been high, but in the fall, we learned that it was 325. So I worked out, well, my doctor put me on a medication that caused havoc with me, thinking I was having a heart attack, so we stopped that. Then I started taking natural um, red yeast rice, niacin, and CoQ10. Mm -hmm. Well, it changed my numbers down one point. So I spoke with my doctor last week, and he said to me, we really have to work hard at this because we're not only treating the cholesterol itself, we're we're treating the disease because I already have blockage. And so I'm on a new medication, Crestor, and knock on wood, so far I'm not getting any symptoms from it. Well, if I I, convey to you one piece of information, it's read this book. Genius yes. Foods, because it talks about the whole issue of cholesterol and about fats and the good fats and the bad fats and the drugs that they give you and the side effects. And if there's a way that you can handle your cholesterol with diet as opposed to drugs, that would be desirable. That was going to be my question, so you read my mind. Thank you. <laughs> so I, I and I, I've just... I've ne- I haven't changed my diet in probably 20 years. You know, every okay. morning d- having a fruit smoothie. Well, I'm not doing a fruit smoothie every morning because uh, that's the the last thing you want to be doing is taking in any kind of high sugar or carbohydrates first thing in the morning. Mm. Uh, okay. and, I mean, I I don't want to uh, sound like a specialist because I'm not. I've just right. read and I um, absorb information. But at that time in the early in the morning, the cortisol is at its highest. Now that's the the hormone that comes in when you're preparing for fight, flee, freeze. You know, it's the anxiety. Um, drug but it also has other functions and one of its functions in the morning is to clean up your body and if you aren't eating carbohydrates in the morning it will actually take nutrients from your fat you can lose weight by not eating carbohydrates in the morning 
Otherwise, if you're eating carbohydrates, it takes the nutrients from your muscle instead. Now, don't ask me why. There's a whole bunch of research on it, but that's what they what they said in the book. Hmm. So, would cereal be considered a carbohydrate? Yep. Wow, he suggests eat. you eat eggs, and now I know you're saying, oh, my God, but cholesterol, right? You've got to yeah. read the book. Don't do anything based on what I'm telling you. Read the book and then make oh, your definitely. own decision. And definitely. I got it at the library, so you see it's okay. at, at your library. It's yeah, uh, called Genius Foods. I wrote that down already, and after we hang up, I'm going to look it up because that would be perfect for me right now. There is so much information in there. And be prepared. He's got a just huge uh, appendix of research, medical okay. research. And he's got a doctor writing the book with him. So it's, okay. it's amazing. But the stuff on, on the cholesterol, definitely read that chapter. You need to read that. I will. Thank you. So let's get back to the, the way that it affects depression. Yes. There are certain foods that will make us depressed. He's talking about it in a more global in terms of like proteins, fats, and carbohydrates and how they interact in the body and what kind of chemicals uh, they trigger when you eat those things. And, of course, you know, you've heard about sugar blues, right? No, I haven't heard that term. Oh, you've never heard about the sugar blues? No. So the, the whole, and of course, carbohydrates, they are converted into sugars in your body to use. Right. But the, the, the blood, the body is always trying to maintain homeostasis. So if you put a bunch of sugar in your body, then insulin gets thrown into the bloodstream to, to shuffle all that sugar out of the way, and it all goes into your liver. Oh. And then because you're using up all your insulin on the sugar, you don't have that insulin for the work it needs to do on your brain. And I'm not quite sure about the connection with depression, mm-hmm. but, you know, the brain also has a huge impact on how you feel. Now, there's a whole other level, and that is uh, what's going on in your gut, the microbiome. Yeah. You've got all these bacteria in there, and if you've got yep. the wrong bacteria in there, they can actually influence your, your well-being. Yes. And they are fed by what you eat. Definitely. So if you're eating a lot of sugars, you're going to get a lot more of those bugs, those little bacteria that like sugar. In fact, they were talking in this one... Um, this I saw on, on the Internet. There was a series called Interconnected, and uh, they were talking about how there was this one woman, she, was, she would go into the house and she would want to not eat these sweets. Mm-hmm. And she just could She said, I don't have any willpower. I can't resist. And they yep. said, yeah, that's because the bugs are kicking you. They're, they're sending messages to your brain saying, eat the sugar, eat the sugar. <laughs> That sounds like me. <laughs> so, uh, so you, it, it's it's interesting when you realize that there's not just your brain, but there's this whole colony of different organisms down there with their own agenda. You like, oh right. my gosh! Then you right. then you think differently. Yes, it's interesting because many years ago, when I was seeking to try to 
overcome all of my combination of health problems, I met with a, um, a medical intuitive who owned a vitamin store, or a supplement uh-huh. store, let's say. And he sat with me, and he said basically that my body has a lot of soldiers inside of it and is actually fighting itself. Uh, and yes. And then so that also his, goes back to the microbiomes, too. Yep, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I do have, um, I call it my um, disposal system mm-hmm. because I have only 10 inches of colon left due to wow. hundreds of precancerous polyps. And that oh, was through two God. surgeries. And I have interstitial cystitis, which is pain and frequent urination. So mm-hmm. I always call it my disposal system. And um, I have overcome a lot where I was on so many different medications. One of them, I had to sign a waiver saying I know it could kill me. And my response was, I don't have a life anyway. And right. it didn't kill me, and it helped me. But now I got down to no medication for like three months, and something's going on where I'm needing medication again. So I need to get back to basics and figure out what's going on to cause it. Yes, yes. You know, but it's well. I hope that, I that have... some of the stuff I've told you will give you a new direction to take a look. Definitely. At. Definitely. I always say timing's everything, and the right people come into our lives at the right time. Isn't that the truth? Yes. Isn't that the truth? Exactly. And I I tell you, this this whole thing about the diet, and uh, that's not my specialty at all, Mm -hmm. but I have to be, to to notice that, because, you know, it just came in, and um, uh, that information came to me, and I feel like it's my responsibility to tell as many people as I can. Yes, and I appreciate that, and I'm sure all my listeners are appreciating it now, too, especially that it's the beginning of the year, and everybody's looking to make those changes. So thank you for sharing all of that. You're welcome. I mean, we, with this whole culture, needs, I mean, we're eating in the wrong way, and we really need to, and the, uh, the approach of the medical uh, establishment right now is mostly on symptom management, which makes them huge ma- amount of money, but it doesn't yes. doesn't leave a, leave us with a quality of life. Exactly. So there is a huge surge towards a different approach, exactly. which is still medical. It's still based grounded in research, but it's a different approach. Which is let's let's deal with the cause, the underlying cause. Yep. Which would be with one of your discussions about the trapped emotions affecting our body. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of discussed how we can be affected in our job and our relationships. And so I guess what would your number one tip be to prevent all of this? and release the emotions before they really get to be a bad point. Right. Well, the number one tip is to allow your feelings to flow through, not to tamp them down. Mm. It helps if you do it with somebody. 
That is, if you have a witness, because there's that social element that, that uh, we um, appreciate um, uh, that is consoling. But to talk about, not to talk about the emotions, but to re- actually release them. And that, for me, when I work with somebody, I help them to find, to focus internally on their body and find out where the emotion is trapped. So we could do that for a moment here. I want yes. you to, would you be willing to do that with me for a moment? Definitely. Okay. So I want you to just take a few deep breaths, some nice, deep, slow breaths. And, uh, and imagine that there are roots growing out of the soles of your feet to ground you. So you want to be nice and grounded, those roots going all the way to the center of the earth and bringing up the support of the earth. And then you also want to be connected with the heavens. So you want to send like a luminous tree in growing out of the top of your head and reaching up into the sky so that you're supported both from the heavens above and from the earth below and bringing that energy all the way to your heart and then what I would invite you to do is what I call a body scan which means that you start at the top of your head and you just check in with all the various major places where you might hold energy so you could start at the top of your head how does the, you know, the very crown of your head feel? How do, how do your temples feel? Is there any tension in your sinus area? And then moving down to your jaws, is there any tension in your jaws? And if you find a place where you're holding it, stop me and we will work on that area, okay? Okay. So it's my whole head gets tense, especially okay. when I'm, I get tired. I hit the pillow, and I'm wide awake because my head's tense. Okay. So where in your head? Um, the crown, um, the back of my head. Okay. my jaw. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So we're going to start first at the crown, and I want you okay. to just focus on the crown of your head. And I want you to just breathe into that area and just focus and t- describe to me what the sensation is. Is it tense? Is it sharp? Is it dull? Is it heavy? It's tense. 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 Uh-huh. So just breathe and send with each breath, send love to that area and see if it has any message for you. And just keep on breathing and see if it has any thought or any message for you. It's got a lot of... Um too much on my mind. Too much on your mind. Okay. Yep. So I want you to just release through your grounding cord all your worries and all your concerns. Imagine it's just slipping right down through your body, out through the soles of your feet into the ground where it can be recomposted. All the worries, just let them slip right out there. Just release. Just let your mind relax. Let that whole mind just be full of kind of like a cottony feeling, like a pillow, like a cloud in your head. And just let your mind, your, your thoughts just rest on that lovely cloud. 
like it's floating in a on a raft in a in a lake with a gentle breeze and just letting yourself float letting go of all those thoughts you're just here right now in this moment just relaxing you're totally safe right now in this moment nothing can get you you're totally safe nothing to do just to be here now keeping breathing with each exhale letting all the worries just slip right out through the soles of your feet and with each in-breath bringing in the guidance of the heavens and the support of the earth bringing in molecules of love just breathing in and exhaling the worries And I want you to check in with that top of your head again and tell me how it feels now. Feels kind of light and airy. Yeah. How about your jaw? How's your jaw feeling? It's more relaxed. Yeah, good. Yeah. How's your heart feeling? Powerful. Yeah, great. So that's what I call emotional hygiene. Is that we do that regularly. All my clients, we do that every day. I want want my clients to spend time just being with themselves and sending love and listening to the thoughts, listening to the body. The body is our partner, and it's telling us what's not working right. Right. Yeah. So you know that the uh, the crown is about your connection to spirit. Right. So when that's blocked, that means you're blocking that information. You're block. You're you're not allowing that to come in. Exactly. Yeah. And I do feel kind of stale at times. Yeah. There are other times it just flows right through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. But you can't force it. You just need to allow those feelings because there's, there's oftentimes a scared little girl inside of us or a scared little boy who, you know, through early childhood training or experience, gets, a fr- gets frightened. And we need to give that part of ourselves space. To hear, and once they're heard, then they can relax and calm down. Mm. I'm hearing this was perfect timing for my. Would you say that again? 
I'm hearing that it's perfect timing for my relaxation. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's interesting because I use the same type of uh, meditation when I walk people through it, except I don't connect back to the heart. Mm. So I think that's what's been missing when I do it mm. myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole body is feeling more relaxed now. Thank you. Wonderful. Yes. And I recognize exactly what you said a few minutes ago about working with someone else because when I do it myself, I don't get the total relaxation that I have now. It's true. You just don't have the patience. You don't give yourself the time. But when you're with somebody and they talk you through it, you're there. And then their energy is actually helping you, too. It's supporting you. Right. I didn't think of it that way, for sure. Thank you. You're welcome. I feel so much better. (laughs) We didn't even hit the stomach area, so that's great. Yeah. So I don't want to get hung up too long on my feelings. I hope that everybody in the audience that has listened, um, that you followed and also did the same exercise, and that please go back and listen as often as you can to this exercise that Michelle brought us through because I'm telling you, the difference that I feel right now is so different than when I try myself. So definitely, I, I recommend to listen more than once, maybe save it and put it onto your phone and set a reminder to listen and really go through this exercise because I, I feel great. Again, thank you, Michelle. You're so welcome. You're so mm. welcome. So um, you also have a book. Did you uh, publish this book, or were you in it with somebody else, Breaking Barriers? It's an anthology. It's called Breaking Barriers. It's full of a lot of great stories about people breaking through the, the limitations that hold them back. And my particular chapter is about grief and the loss of my parents and the, the journey that I took into helping people around grief and loss. And, the, and I have some really valuable tips for dealing with grief and loss. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you. And can they get that on your website? or uh, They can get it at Amazon. Uh, okay. It's called Breaking Barriers, and it and it's available on Amazon. And I think you can either get a Kindle version or you can get the hard copy. Okay. Um, if they want to send me an email and they want to get it from me, I'm I'd be happy to sell sell them a copy. I have a few copies 
that that I can sell personally, but the, you know, it's probably easier to just get it on Amazon. Okay. So would and you then like to the share your email other, address? Pardon? Would you like to share that email address right now? Oh, my personal email. Th- th- let me share my website so that, that okay. they can go to the website, and then that's the best way to contact me is on the contact tab. And that's okay. secretsoflifeanddeath.com. Okay. Thank you. And uh, and is spelled out, A-N-D. I don't think you can actually put an ampersand in. So it's secrets, I, right. plural, secretsoflifeanddeath.com. Okay. Thank you. And if they want to, you know, I did that uh, talk with you, but that was that was really quick. I have a 14-minute version of that of that meditation. If people want to go to releaseandthrive.com, they can get they can get a downloaded audio of a 14-minute version that helps them to check in and do that body scan. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Yes. I will do so myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it, it covers a, a lot more in that one. It t- talks you through the whole thing of grounding and connecting to the heavens and really getting you in that deep place so that you can release that energy. Okay, thank you. You're and I'll welcome. share that again um, in my closing Great. Um, so we were, <clears throat> we were introduced through the uh, speaker talent search, yeah. and the, the information that I received, there was something about from stuck to unstoppable. Is yes. that what you would bring to corporations, or is that something different? Uh, from stuck to unstoppable is often around people who have gone through loss, or change, and they get stuck. And my process enables people to get unstuck and to move forward. Okay. So the, but I might not approach it, I might not use those terms, or I might, but I focus on change and how to navigate change so that you don't get stuck, so that you can keep moving forward. Okay. Change happens yeah. all the time. Change is ubiquitous. It's uh, yep. everything changes. That's right. Wayne Dyer used to say that I am standing here, and as I am standing, I am no longer in the moment that just passed. Yes. I am my present being, and I used to love that the way he put that. Yes, it's wonderful. So that's yeah, exactly what you just said. That you know, it's everything is always moving forward. That. That keeps, you know, Wayne Doyle keeps popping in my head for some reason. I don't know. He must be sending a message to the world that I haven't heard yet. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's yes, really wonderful. yes, yes. Um, so we started talking in the beginning about you you're doing everything with the Internet and whatever. How have you already attracted your um, clients? Primarily through speaking. Okay. So I speak, right. of course, on, on radio shows or podcasts like yours. I do a lot of uh-huh. physical presentations, and that's another way in which I uh, attract clients. And 
I've done series on facing death and uh, speak at those presentations. And uh, I'm a member of Toastmasters, so I do a lot of speaking at other clubs. Mm. Yes, I would like to join Toastmasters because that seemed like a great organization. It is amazing. But make sure that you join the one that works for you. There are a lot of different kinds of clubs. Oh, I didn't realize that. Well, they are they are all Toastmasters, but each one has its own culture, you know. So you want to get one that is convenient in in the time, and that you like the people that they that the energy of the club matches your own energy. Oh, thank you. So my club, for example, and I'll certainly let you know if we ever also do a an online version, uh, okay. is an entrepreneurs club. Oh, okay. So the the primary people that join it, and they're just joining it in droves, are people who are coaches like you and me that uh-huh. want to make our message more heartfelt, that when we give people an offer, it comes from the heart, and it's totally in integrity with everything else that we've said. Mm. And most Toastmasters clubs will not allow you to practice your offer, but our club actually allows you to do that. Wow, that's yeah. great. Because you need to be able to practice and, and you know, have it. You have out. to practice. It's one of, it is the most difficult thing to do yep. in a speech, is yep. to give an offer that doesn't feel salesy, that doesn't yep. feel manipulative, that doesn't feel like you've done a bait and switch. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, I have not actually done my offer too too many times because this is my main way of talking but um, that's something I do have to work on myself <laughs> it's, actually, it's a learning curve for sure yeah actually I'll get to practice a tiny bit of it um, on the 23rd I'll be in California Rebecca Hogorda is holding a spring forward event and I will be so I've stage. been thinking about going to that I didn't know you were oh. going to be there yes I'm going to be there I'm flying in the day before and then out Sunday night and I'll get my opportunity to be on stage because I contributed to the book that she is celebrating oh right right awesome yes Yes. well i have um, been going back and forth i may just have to go to that event yes yes i I was looking for a roommate but haven't found anybody so you know if if you're not local to there (laughs) oh i'm totally local oh you're right there okay i'm right here yeah yeah in fact i'm going to be speaking at the may event oh okay That's great. Congratulations. Thank you. Anyway, we are actually a little over time, but that's okay. (laughs) We did cover a lot of territory. We really did, and you were very helpful with me personally, and I hope that my own journey rubs off on everybody else, that if they're on a similar journey or something really sparks with them, that they utilize what you have spoken about because, you know, it was it was um, a lot of powerful information. And like I said, the way that you um, connected the heart through that meditation is something I've never done. And I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Great. I think it's really a, Th- and a thank great you for thing. letting me do that. Thank you for yes. being vulnerable and la- allowing me to lead you through that. That was very yes. powerful. You're welcome. I'm an open book, except you know, super super personal things because I want people to realize that there are authentic people in the world, and they can learn from us. Yes. You know, learn to be more open and reach out because when you do, you start to be feeling better yourself. Yes. So, Michelle, we, we talked about you have that body scan meditation, and I will share that when I do the close. Um, what is the most important thing that you want our listeners to take away from our conversation? Well, that's a good question. Mm. I definitely want them to take away the releasing the emotions, but I guess the most important thing is the message that my mother gave me, which is live your passion or die mm. with regret. That the that you are here for a reason. And anything that is getting in the way of that is is part of your journey. It's part of your mission to heal yourself so that you can move forward in your life and bring to the world your gifts. The world needs every one of you. Mm. That's beautiful. Thank you. So thank you for all of your sharing, Michelle. Like I said, I really did get a lot out of it, and I feel so relaxed now. So again, thank you for that. You're so welcome, Catherine. (laughs) It was such a pleasure talking to you. Yes, it was. And I'm sure we'll talk again in the future because I'm I'm sure that we can um, actually, I have another podcast I would like you to um, consider being on. It's called Brighten Your Day, and I'll talk to you about that in a few minutes. Awesome. Great. Okay. So everyone listening, thank you so much for your time and listening to everything that Michelle had to share. And again, as I said in the beginning, please remember to subscribe to my podcast and share it with your friends and family so that they can also gain a lot of insight and um, hear from my guests and choose what modality works best for them and for yourself. And if you would like me to speak at your event, you can contact me at Catherine at CatherineMLab.com, and that's C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-M-L-A-U-B.com. And my website is TheCelestialSpoon.com, T-H-E-C-E-L-E-S-T-I-A-L-S-P-O-O-N. And you can get a free report on overcoming stress along with learning more about discussed today. And if you email me and mention that you were listening to my podcast, excuse me, I will give you a 10% discount. (coughs) Excuse me. If you're a local essential Suffolk County, New York, we can do any kind of work together in person. And again, you can find Michelle Petticolis, her free body scan meditation at www.releaseandthrive.com and that's R-E-L-E-A-S-E A-N-D T-H-R-I-V-E and also secretsoflifeanddeath.com S-E-C-R-E-T-S O-F-L-I-F-E A-N-D D-E-A-T-H dot com 
This is Catherine Lamb. Have a wonderfully blessed day. Thank you for listening to our conversation. We hope that you found the discussion to be rewarding and inspirational, and you take action to create a healthier and happier personal environment for yourself and those you interact with. If you like this episode of The Celestial Spoon, please listen again next time to learn more about how spirituality has guided others to advance their lives. We wish you the best on your personal journey.